Hello, and welcome back to the Brennan Book Blog Podcast. I am your host, Kate Brennan, and this is episode 10, our last episode of season one, Summer Series. Before we sign off for the summer months, we wanted to make sure your shelves were bursting with fabulous reading options for the lazy days of summer. And what better way to do that than to offer you not just singular reads, but books that come in trios or more. Here are just a few of our picks for unputdownable summer series. His Dark Materials Omnibus, including The Golden Compass, The Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass by Philip Pullman. Why did I wait so long to read the Golden Compass trilogy? I will tell you why. One, there is a bear on the cover. I didn't think I'd have the least bit of interest in reading about a bear and a girl. And two, the movie was awful. I had heard that the books were so controversial. They were banned in some places, but there was nothing the least bit controversial in the movie. But still... Being a banned book carries some cachet, and after several strong recommendations from friends, I finally borrowed all three from the library. These books. The first book starts in an alternative Oxford, where archaic men study archaic texts. Lyra, our orphaned heroine, who is part Anne of Green Gables, part Matilda, and part Huck Finn, lives at Oxford, surrounded by male scholars. Unsurprisingly, she feels out of place and unhappy. In Lyra's world, everyone is connected to a demon, which seems to be an external animal embodiment of their soul or conscience, both a part of them as well as a separate entity that serves as a companion. As a reader, you get used to the idea very quickly, and by the end of book one, you are really going to want one for yourself. Each individual's demon is a direct reflection of herself. For example, one seafaring character has a seagull companion, and as a result, he understands that he himself is tough, adaptable, and will always find company. But I digress. Children start disappearing, and suddenly everyone seems interested in this taboo concept of dust, which children seem to have and adults don't. Lyra wants to get to the bottom of this dust and rescue her best friend who was taken. So starts a sweeping journey across worlds beyond life and death and into the very philosophical territory regarding the world and its processes. Yes, the bears talk. Pretty scary things are done to children. Soul-sucking beings drain life from adults, and as it turns out, the angels might be fake. When I finished the last page, I firmly decided my first daughter would be named Lyra. It was a captivating and thoughtful read worthy of discussion. It's also kind of cool that it's supposedly for children, since it presents some really beautiful, complex, and honest musings on the ways of the universe. Plus, it's banned in some places. I want to send the set to every kid in the world just based on that. And good news, Dark Materials fans. Word has it that Philip Pullman is coming out with a companion trilogy entitled The Book of Dust next October. The Shatter Me series, including Unravel Me and Ignite Me, and novellas 
Destroy Me and Fracture Me by Tehere Mafi. As a rule, I don't read books with girls in fancy dresses on the cover. It's been a good rule thus far. So if my edition of Shatter Me had pictured its other cover, I would not have read it in a day. It was a $1.99 download on BookBub, and there was an eye on the cover, and that's safe territory for me. See Lexicon, Wonder, Welcome to Night Vale, 1984, Before I Go to Sleep, See Jane Run, and Archetype, among other titles. For more on judging books by their covers, see my 20s. I completed the main three-book series in three days. I stayed up until 7.58 a.m. to complete the first book. My only thought was, huh, I haven't seen the sunrise in a while. If the Gone series by Michael Grant and the Trill series by Amanda Hocking had a baby that was raised by Picatus Lore's I Am Number Four and babysat by X-Men in a neighborhood created by Juliana Baggett of the Pure series, that's a pretty good description of Baby Shatter Me. Shatter Me follows Juliet, a teenager with a killer touch, who is isolated because of her maleficent gift. Be warned, there is an inordinate amount of teenage angst and libidinous romance. To my adult self, this is deliciously satisfying because, one, I was once a teenager, and two, I am not a teenager anymore. I read a study in Psychology Today about the contrasting responses of children, teens, and adults regarding rewards. The subjects played a video game, and when they scored, they could win one gold bar, two gold bars, or three gold bars on their screen. When they scored in the game, the brain reward center of the children and adults was proportionately lit up. One gold bar lit their brains up a little bit, two bars more, and three bars a whole lot, which makes sense. The teenagers' reward centers, however, only lit up when they got all three gold bars. It was all or nothing with them. I like to keep this study in mind when I'm teaching teens and reading YA literature, because everything is life and death in their books and in their lives. But in a way, I suppose that's why we enjoy YA fiction so much as adults. Not because we want to be 16 again, because I assure you, we do not but to vicariously visit a time when our rational and emotional selves were in their nascent stages, before right and wrong were diluted by shades of gray. Because in a world of all or nothing, there was a time when we really could have it all. The Sookie Stackhouse Series by Charlene Harris. For book lovers, what's the only thing better than a trilogy? A series. And oh, what a series Charlene Harris delivers. Pick up the Sookie Stackhouse series because, number one, there are 13 books in the series. 13. On the author's website, there is a section entitled Books Published by Charlene Harris in 2013-2014. Do you know how many are listed? 10. Let me repeat that, 10. And that is just in one year. The woman has six different series out along with half a dozen other books. If anything, you should just read it to bear witness to a writer's ability to churn out so much incredible material. That's real life magic there, folks. Number two, you didn't see True Blood. Great. You can actually create the world of Bontemps and its inhabitants from scratch instead of following a slew of convoluted storylines that didn't actually happen. 
That was a phrase I used liberally during my True Blood viewing. That didn't happen. Let's ignore the fact that none of it actually happened. Number three, you did see True Blood. As far as similarities go, True Blood and the Sookie Stackhouse series are about as similar as me and Rocky. We both started from the same place, but I assure you, the similarities end there. The books are far lighter, more fun, wittier, and sexier, yeah, really, than the HBO version, and not nearly as gory. The entire storyline deviates after about 15 pages into the first book. Characters stay alive in the books who HBO kills off, and vice versa. Plus, our heroine in the books is a healthy size 8 and is repeatedly described as Zoftig. Number 4. It's called The Southern Vampire Mysteries. Number five, the books have a real sense of humor. Told from Sookie's perspective, the juxtaposition of mundane small-town Southern living and the complicated supernatural politics of vampires, witches, and wares, oh my, becomes less horror film and more dark comedy. Number six, and if you need another reason, let's just say there are some scenarios in the books that are far steamier than what TV will allow. Yes, even HBO. In Paris, the rain don't feel like spring Thank you for tuning in to the Brennan Book Blog Podcast, Episode 10, Summer Series. I am sound engineer Daniel Etty Williams. All of Season 1 of the Brennan Book Blog Podcast is now available for streaming on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. For more compulsively readable titles, check out our Tumblr at brennanbookblog.tumblr.com. Please share our podcast with your fellow readers and be sure to tune back in at the end of the summer when we start up season two. Until then, keep calm and read on. Burning Book Blog is a faculty feature on WOCU, the official podcast channel of Oklahoma City University's BA Theater and Performance Program. Executive producers Mark Parker, Brian D. Parsons, and Gregory DeCandia. Burning Book Blog episode 10 and show theme was written by Kate Brennan, with producing engineer Daniel Eddie Williams. Theme and all episodes of music composed by Eric John Tasker and Kate Brennan. Find more by searching Eric-J-O-N on SoundCloud or www.katebrennan.org. All episodes of Burning Book Blog are streaming on WOCU.online and available via your favorite podcast streaming service. Burning Book Blog reminds you to keep calm and read on. <laughs> <laughs>